All right, welcome to Barman and Bevo podcast episode 17. Uh, Barman, welcome. We've spent the last three hours together. (laughs) I was a little concerned about the welcome part. (laughs) We're we're good at lubricated for tonight. Yes, sir. Um, A lot to talk about. It's been about two weeks um, since we last recorded. I know the last time we got together was for the uh, Packers-Falcons game. Oh, that Sunday night. Yeah. That was fun. Uh, we had a good time. It didn't end like how you wanted it to, but... It ended how I expected it to end. <laughs> your, team, uh, your team hung tough. No, they didn't. <laughs> they scored some garbage touchdowns. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. Um, let's, uh, let's talk... Uh, we were just chatting on the way back to the house from, from Castleberry. Um... Casberry Alehouse. Not tiny Casberries. Um, let's talk about your 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 trip into the mountains last week. <laughs> Already? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got. I think we should start. I think. It, I think if I can loosen you up, I might be able to get what I want to get out of you next. All right. Um, Where do you want to know? Why don't you? Well, let's talk about what happened. I was at work on. Was it Wednesday of last week or Thursday? No, it was Wednesday. I had the day off. I figured because that's your day off. Uh, and at 2 o'clock, <laughs> I, I, I got a quick break between doing some stuff <laughs> in the office and I jump on Facebook. <laughs> and I see Barman checked in in Neil's Gap or something like something. One of those well, on Facebook all right. through Strava. So usually I'm a little unfit right now. It's been a long track season. I'm not doing that great. I haven't actually, I haven't been on my bike since that Gaps ride. And before that, I was only on my bike maybe two or three times checking out cross courses and doing um, a pre-ride at the track. I think I got like 10 miles in. So my friend Mike Quinn, he, he was actually at the Turner's Corner campground and had invited me up. I would have preferred to ride closer to the shop he wanted to do the mountains or the gaps so traditionally I would always I like to start at where the the circle R or the rock pile is and park at one of the dugouts there and then I ride Woody's Long Wolf Pen Neil Short go down to Turner's Corner have a soda and something to eat turn around and then go back and so it really takes me four hours and I get a whole bunch of climbing in and that's my normal day but I'm not fit enough to do that so we we might talk me into starting at his place we went up Neil's Wolfpen Woody's and then Mike I finally talked Mike Quinn into leaving me and going he wanted to do an extra Neil's long and I just happened to stop at Turner's Corner where my, my buddy Seth uh, actually owns that small store there, and he's a super great guy, friend of Reality Bikes, and uh, happened to buy a six pack of PBR <laughs> and finished four of them. <laughs> it was a good Wednesday off. I mean, what, what else would you do on Wednesday off? Well, 
what was funny was I jump on Facebook and I see you checked in maybe to like two or three places. And then the stream of comments below was just <laughs> absolutely riveting to, you know, if you're stuck, if you're kidnapped in somebody's trunk, let us know. Yes. And then I put somebody stole his phone. Yes. <laughs> and then Man- Mandy wrote something. And then the other funny thing that was on Facebook last week was, it might have been the same day, was I've never seen Barman hug anyone. Oh. That, uh, I think that was the same day. It was the same day. Tiny Kesselberry said that. Said, give Seth a hug, who is who's yeah. the shop friend that owns Turner Corner. Um, and then Chad, Brick Dangerblade, yeah. Yeah. actually posted me hugging Brick, which Barman hugs don't come very often. I mean, how many times have we hugged? Uh, I don't know if we've ever hugged. Maybe twice. Your wedding? That would have been one of them. St. Patrick's Day. We've we've probably hugged every day, every year on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> no, no. Because you usually come over. Usually come over and I give you the, uh, the half hug. There there might be a hug. Or we do a shot and you leave and, and and then I give you a hug and then you come back later. Well usually you have to sober up and drive us home, so <laughs> <laughs> um but the just to see the stream of comments going on Facebook was hilarious. And then Mandy, Mandy posted something funny. Yes. I can't remember what she posted. That was pretty funny. It's pretty funny. But, but the hug comment was funny, and I said, no, he only makes out with dudes and assless chaps. <laughs> <laughs> well, the assless chaps goes along, goes really, 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 really far back. So. Yes. Um, how'd you, how'd, how was the ride? How was, it, was it good? Did you feel good? I love the mountains. You know, I... I'm from Florida. Lots of mountains down there. The Sunshine State. (laughs) The first time I ever saw a mountain was when Gene Dixon uh, put on a time trial that went up Brass Tile Ball. Oh, wow. It was 19, I believe, 1991. Um, You had to park at the top. So the very first time I actually rode a mountain was down Brass Tile Ball to do the time trial to go back up. And my friend... um, uh, old school friend uh, <laughs> he used to call so we used to be called Team Chainwheel and it, we had some riders that would kind of guest ride and do those kind of things and so Brian Jones my friend from Brooksville used to call us Team Chainwalk because of how slow we were going up the climb and that was the so the first time I ever saw a mountain was actually going down Brass Town Ball to start the time trial to go back up, and then we came back down. And that was the first time I actually did Twilight, and met a whole bunch of folks here in Georgia, and started kind of my racing. It was the beginning of my racing career, or traveling, or going to other states, or what it, and those kind of things. And so, very similar to other sports. You know, we used to infight in Florida, but if a Georgian would pick on a Floridian, we were bros. I mean, you didn't pick on other Floridians without some payback. And it, it's been that way throughout my career in cycling, restaurants, and everywhere else. So, Well, that's a good segue into restaurants. Yes. There's something that you have yet to share with me in 11 years. What? That I'm dying to know. What? Darden Restaurants. How many times have I been fired from No. That? What's in the book? What's in the file folder? 
There's something in there that will not allow you to work for Darden restaurants, and I don't know what it is. And it's from, I'm guessing, Bahama Breeze. Yes. If you don't want to share it with me on the podcast, oh, no, that's it's, fine. It's fine. I've asked you at least on two other occasions, and you refuse to share it with me. <laughs> what did you do? Okay, so to give some background, Mike and I obviously worked in tons of restaurants together. But Darden Restaurants is Longhorn. It was Bahama Breeze. Oh, when I worked at Longhorn, they're rare hospitality. And they got bought. Yes. Phil sold it out, cashed his $50 million check, and sold rare hospitality. And, and so I happened to work at the one company that isn't that, that they got bought by another company that I couldn't work for. Okay. So that group is... Now Longhorn, it wasn't before. It was Bahama whoa, 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 whoa. Breeze. Hold on. Let's start at the beginning. Okay. What is it? Who's in that group? Who is Darden? Yes. Red Lobster? Hold on. Who is Bill Darden? Oh, I don't know. Well, this He's just is some a, guy that owns a restaurant group. Uh, or, this, or goes, this goes way back. This okay. goes back before our time. Okay. This will cover the whole podcast. Give me the short of it. All right. You can you can sum up who Darden Restaurants is in five. Bill Darden is from Waycross, Georgia. Okay. He started a couple restaurants there. Which ones? I think there was like, like maybe it wasn't Waycross Grill, but it was like he okay, so he realized like it was like he goes back to Kathy. He goes all the way back to the mid. Oh, like Kathy from Chick Fil A. Like uh, you know when you all right. <coughs> When you go to Chick-fil-A, when you go to Hapeville and you go to the original Chick-fil-A, it's actually a Waffle House. Yes. Because that's originally what he had planned. He was – the cool thing about Truett Cathy was he realized things were changing. And when he had restaurants that were in only malls and malls started dying, he got out of the malls and he was always willing to innovate and kind of do what was needed to survive and he was ahead of he was he was what we call surfing the wave he was in the restaurant business he was he realized that things were dying he had restaurant he had mall only restaurants so when you look at the original Chick-fil-A when you go and eat breakfast lunch or dinner at the Dwarf House Chick-fil-A original on in Hayville it is a Waffle House yeah now, Chick-fil-A is worth, I don't know, I, I would, I guess Chick-fil-A is probably worth almost as much as Waffle House. Dollar-wise. More, more. I don't think so. You got to remember, Waffle House for the most part is regional. Chick-fil-A is now a national chain. Yeah, but I don't think they do the sales that other restaurants do. I'll have to look it up. I'll do that for the next podcast. Okay. So, you have Truett Cathy. You have uh, the original Rogers and the Waffle House guys. So, you have this guy in Waycross, Georgia, Bill Darden. And what he realized was I live in a really small town in Potunk, Georgia but I'm a really good restaurateur and you know what I'm not going to make my I'm not going to make it big like this and so what he did is he started Red Lobster in in Lakeland, Florida okay unit number one Red Lobster okay do you know 
Do you know Darden Restaurants? Between Red Lobster, Olive Garden, Bahama Breeze, uh, and the other, the other, they own on the border. No, they're a different group. Uh, they own Smoky Bones. Gotcha. They own, they own a few other restaurants. They own twenty five percent of the Royal Shrimp Supply. Holy cow! Yes. <laughs> <coughs> When you add all, when you add all those together, so Bill Darden, he actually started Red Lobster, and what happened was, so this is where restaurants split. There's 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 a steak and ale, which oh, steak and ale, nice dude. I mean, we're talking old school. Mm-hmm. This is where this is there's the steak and ale side, which George Beale and uh, Brinker. And those guys were steak and ale guys. And then Pillsbury actually ended up buying Red Lobster. And they were the other side of the restaurant business. Large corporate restaurants. And that actually includes, I think, I think on the on the Pillsbury side it includes Melman. And the Chicago kinda the Chicago guys in that, where they learned where they learned how I have an answer for you. Yes. On the net worth of Chick-fil-A and, and... Wow. Let's do it. Waffle House. The owner of Waffle House. Rogers? Yes. Has Without a, a D. <laughs> As of 2012, was worth $400 million. Yeah. Dan Cathy? Of like the Sun. The Sun, because Truett's dead. Yes. Passed away. $4.6 billion. Wow. I'd say Chick Fil A is doing a little better than Waffle House. Well, it's not regional anymore. Well, true, but he was an well, innovator. Less, in less he regional. was an innovator in his time. Yes, and you know what? He didn't stick to the Waffle House program. He realized <laughs> that there's there's other games to be played, and there's okay. there's back, other fields to play in. Back to your story. Okay, so <clears throat> so there's two sides of the restaurant business. There's the George Beal Brinker side, which is Chili's. And actually, the chili side actually includes Outback. Yes. Includes includes those guys. The Pillsbury side is actually Darden Restaurants and Melman and some of those guys on their side. So it's very rare that you find companies that come up that don't get bought by either of those, those, those two. two groups. Yep. And so I was fortunate enough after, after Stool Pigeons because I knew shit was going to get sour. Right. And so I got on the Longhorn, not knowing they would be sold to Darden Restaurants. Six months later, three months later, uh, I think it was you almost were just about to come. It was out about of a training. year before I got fired. Okay. So, so what they did is Darden Restaurants had. So when Darden Restaurants bought Rare Hospitality, there was like a negotiation, like you would have. These people are allowed. These people aren't. These people are allowed. These people aren't. And so the people at Rare were super cool to me, and they gave me kind of a heads up that that I was probably going to be on the outs because there is a woman that works at the Bahama Breeze on Barrett Parkway that was still employed with them that would probably have an issue if I ever worked with that company again. Okay. And this is why. 
<laughs> I've, been wait, I've been waiting at least six years to hear this story. <laughs> at least. <clears throat> so, I'm managing Bahama Breeze. In Kennesaw. In Kennesaw. On Bear Parkway. Okay. I was in Gwinnett. Originally, I was on the opening team for North Park Parkway. That restaurant doesn't exist any longer. I was in... It's now uh, rooms to go. Yeah, I was in <laughs> Gwinnett. And so, these two... A bartender, two bartenders were over on a, on a bar restaurant called Bailey's, where Mandy used to work. Yes. On Cobb Place. Yep. And it happened to be somewhere that I frequented on my way home after I would get off at Bahama Breeze. So one of the two bartenders um, was afraid to call her husband from Bailey's. So they asked me for a ride back to the Bahama Breeze so they could call from the Bahama Breeze phone to call her husband and, and because one of the bartender's cars didn't start. When I showed up back at the bar with two bartenders... Oh, God. <laughs> Stupidity ensued. Well, someone got upset. A key employee got upset and said I was fraternizing with those two employees. I had not been. They asked me for a ride, and as any human being would do, I gave them a ride 0.2 miles back <laughs> from there. Well, the issue is the woman, the woman, the key employee that was upset, her her daughter actually babysat for the regional manager of Bahama Breeze. Oh my god. That's an issue. That's worse than... So, if you want to hear the whole story, it's going out on the podcast. Everybody will hear this again. Her daughter babysits for the regional manager of Bahama Breeze, who was the GM originally of the restaurant. Right. Like, just normal stuff. Like, hey, I need someone to babysit my kids when my wife has a, a job that takes her out of town. Just normal stuff. No, nothing meant to be a problem. He's a regional manager now at Bahama Breeze, and he got fired almost as almost as oddly as I did. So, so, so she so she calls it in as barman's fraternizing with these bartenders when we were over at Bailey's over on Cobb Place. Her car wouldn't start. So, so I gave them a ride back. They used the courtesy phone at Bahama Breeze. This is back in this is after just after nine eleven, really. Yeah. It was. It, I mean, yeah, it was a weird time. And so, she called it in. I had a vacation. I took a vacation with my kids. I got the call on like Friday or Saturday of my seven day vacation. Hey, um, barman, I need to meet you at eight a.m. at the restaurant from regional manager. All right, no problem. So, sit, what we called it was breeze time. We took our jobs very seriously. I was paid very well. I make, I made three times as much there as I do now. That was almost twenty years ago. <coughs> and so, seven forty-five. I show up breeze time for my meeting to get fired. Nobody. 
the general manager of the restaurant who I saved his job four months later or earlier shows up and he's kind of like, oh, you know, regional manager's not here. I'm like, no. Eight o'clock gets here, no regional manager. I'm like, well, there's no way I'm getting fired because no one would ever show up. I showed up almost every time, breeze time. I put, I was putting, I was able, I was one of the few restaurant managers that could do, I could do a sous shift, I could do a kitchen manager shift, I could do all three functions on the front, and I can manage 60 employees at the same time, write my own schedule, and do other things. I'm like, there's no way this guy's going to fire me now, because he would never show up late to fire fire me with how much, which how much corporate had thought of me in Orlando now. Mm-hmm. So... Regional manager shows up about 8.20. And you can imagine the veins on my neck. Oh, sure. You know, and you know what he said to me? He said, I'm sorry, I have to fly to Rochester to take care of one of my other, other restaurants. I, I just had to pack in order to head out. And I said... <laughs> almost grabbed him by the throat. Oh my god. I almost did. And that's what he wanted. Because that's what he needed to get him off the hook with the hourly employee. So what I got terminated for was misconduct. Which was the way I treated him that day. Because he needed the hook off of the fact that he hired the babysitter from the key employee when I just drove two bartenders back to the to the restaurant because one of the two was worried that she was calling her husband and she didn't want to call from Bailey's. That's unreal. It's what happens to me sometimes. That's unreal. It just happens. It's ah, <laughs> exactly why I got out of the restaurant. Business. It's because of people like that. Well, I mean, it is what it you is. You don't get rid of good people for stupid stuff. Yeah, but when you're corporate, you have to. It's okay. He went down like a little bitch at the airport in nice. Rochester, New York, flying back. He went down like a sorry sack of shit. When I was grilling at Outback, someone came in and told me that he was in, the regional manager was in Outback. He had already left before I had a chance to actually clear my grill enough that I could actually walk out and meet him. I guarantee he is the one that, remember the bartender at Urban Flats that quit? John? He was the one, him and the other regional manager took over at Ruby Tuesdays. And they, and he was the one that knew, knew this person. Which bartender? The bartender at Urban Flats. The day bartender that left his job at Ruby Tuesdays to come work with us at, at Urban Flats. John. Was it John or was it? The day bartender that left like two weeks in because he couldn't deal with me any longer or because... The guy, the guy from Miami. <clears throat> nope. He worked at the Ruby Tuesdays oh. across from Houston's, and he couldn't deal with me any longer. Yeah, because that was so intense. Yeah, I know. I don't remember who he was, <laughs> but I know exactly who you're talking about. You, now. you do. If I saw him, I'd recognize him. He used him. to work for that regional manager. That's about right. Yes. Wow. You wanted to hear it. I did. I did, and it was. It was as as expected. <laughs> <laughs> As expected. <laughs> but that's actually what got me back. That's when I started working at Free Flight Bicycles. Yeah. That was the time 
when... So, my wife at the time was so upset that her career underseated my career for so long that I asked her if she wanted to take the lead, and she didn't even let me finish that sentence. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Wow. Okay. Thank you for sharing that finally. It's been a long time coming. You could have had it whenever you wanted. Yeah, but I, I, you know, it's like that conversation we had last time. It took me how many years to realize that you're a Lions fan? <laughs> your deep, deep of darkest of hearts, you're a Lions fan? It took me that long to figure that out. And I was just, I was thinking about, I'm like, God, what do we talk about? I'm like, right. I never heard about the, the Darden story. You never actually told me that. Well, I don't know what you know or don't know. That's one of the few things I don't know about you. Well, you'd be well, surprised. Sure there's probably a lot of stuff I don't you, know. You'd be surprised at how, and, and, and it honestly actually amazes everyone that usually hires me about how deep my knowledge is of restaurants. Oh, it's insane. It's, it is pretty to, insane. For someone who's been really kind of out of the restaurant business for the last four years. You've been out for four, maybe five? Yeah. You still know <laughs> more than anybody in the business. I have two passions. Yes. They're cycling. Yes. And they're restaurants. Yes. I don't hunt, fish, camp. I don't I don't do those things. Those are my passions. Yeah. And 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 I take great pride in them and I and you enjoy a great restaurant. I enjoy a great restaurant. We like great wings. That's a good segue. <laughs> it is a good segue. <laughs> so, so Mike and I have narrowed the field, as they say. <laughs> um, we've got 16 Atlanta restaurants. I thought it was 14. We've got 16. Oh, we have we 16. Came up, we came up with 16. Oh. I actually, I think we came up with 17, and we might have a plan round. <laughs> Because you, you mentioned something. Oh, play-in game. We, we forgot about Wing Cafe. And and I remember there's another wing place down off of. Well, I keep trying to throw an Asian place in. Well, we kept DDs on there. Or BBs. BBs. <laughs> so Mike, Mike and I have narrowed the field down for the Atlanta wing competition. If you've got yes. any suggestions of restaurants you want us to critique or add to the pool, um, there's possibly two or three slots open. We've played seated. two playing games. Yeah, we've seeded the field. We did come up with an extra two restaurants potentially, so there's true. There's there is room for two more, and we would have uh, a total of uh, twenty. So why don't we just throw out what's your favorite place to eat wings? What is you tell in us. Atlanta area? What is your favorite place to eat? Wings? What is your favorite place to eat wings? We thought we came up with some good. I mean. We could talk. If you came out with something besides what we came up with, I'd be really impressed. Yes. Though, I would not be surprised if there's a place like a, a sports On the south side a or. Sports bar, yeah, definitely in the, on the south side. On the but, south but side. But like a sports bar in Buckhead. Like, who knows? Fado might have great wings. They're an Irish pub. But they might have great wings. Why would you go to Fado's to eat great wings? You know, soccer. Football. I don't know. I haven't been to Fado in five years. I've only been in Fado, the new Fado, once. The silk Fado? No, no. The, the well, to me, there's <laughs> to me, there's two Fados. The original that was torn down, and the new one that's like 
But next to the library. Right. So well, what what was the name of Fido's when it wasn't Fido's when they closed it down? You remember that? Hmm. Was it called something else? Babylon. Really? <laughs> All the bartenders went to Babylon to work. They they made their own <laughs> they made their own bartending area to allow those people to work <laughs> before they came back. Oh my god. No, but I mean, who knows? There could be some bar slash restaurant in Buckhead that we don't know about that has great wings. Definitely, there's definitely one south of the city. I don't know. Well, so once we name the winner, then we can just ask people to try to compete against our number one. Right. And we'll go try it. Absolutely. Because when are we not going to be willing to go eat wings somewhere? Never. When little, uh, I told you. When Little Mike comes. So... <laughs> It's not little Mike. <laughs> it's little Jessica. Oh, it is. Yes. Aww. So that's the, so cute. The uh, we are not having a baby boy. We are having a baby girl. We found out last Monday. Congratulations! Um, thank you. I know you're the father of two lovely women, young ladies. <laughs> <laughs> they're women now. Yeah. I mean, they're over eighteen. Um. The other thing we discussed earlier is the the other great idea, which might be better than the wing competition, <laughs> um, was the, the the best brewery in Atlanta. The competition. best brewery in Atlanta. Um, which you know, for me, it's it's going to come down to I can think of four breweries right off the bat. It's going to come down to one. Only four. four? No, that I think are would be my favorites. Of the breweries in Atlanta. All right. Who's the best brewery in... And it's not Atlanta. It's Athens greater, Atlanta. Greater yes. North Georgia. <laughs> yes. At, no no Athens or Asheville. No. Just Athens, Atlanta. And South Atlanta. Yeah. Who would win? Depending on what criteria we set for this and what beers we try... I have a sneaking suspicion, but I'm, I'm also very biased. You know, I like Red Brick. I like Jailhouse. I like Jekyll. And Cherry Street actually was, when I went there a couple weeks ago, surprisingly good. True. I think I had about five or six different beers, and I only didn't like one. And I probably wouldn't have liked it regardless because it was a sour. And it was just different for my taste. Yeah, but I love sour beers. Yeah, but... Th- uh, there's nothing wrong well, with it. Well, it depends on what time of year it is. You know, am I going to drink a sour in January? Well, I also ordered it not expecting what I got. But I was also six six or seven beers deep. So <laughs> I didn't know what was coming. Um, but, I mean, I think when we if we decide to do that, you've got Jekyll, Red Brick, Cherry Street, Terrapin, Jailhouse. Um, is it Monday night? Yeah. Do they have a brewery? Oh, yeah. There's a brewery in, in Roswell we can go to. Yes. Like right next to... It's pa- super small. Right next some. to Pasties. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, who are the other ones? Hey, I was going to ask you, is Magic Hat still around or are they dead? Well, because all the other breweries came up in the other parts of the country, yes, they still have number nine. I haven't seen that beer on tap anywhere in a long time. It's not on tap because so many locals came on. Gotcha. They still do their thing regionally, and they've always been a regional brewer, but... All right, so we'll come up with eight breweries. 
to go to. I think we just named six. I'm not Sweetwater. If they get in, they're playing round. What do we do? Sweetwater and Eventide <laughs> for the playing. I don't even have to go. I know who I'm voting for. <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing. We're not doing an IPA either. It's got to be a non-IPA. No. Well, what are we going to do? We can judge it on because, like. Red Brick's not really known for having IPAs. They have Hoplana, which is really good, but it's like a light IPA. Well, the Laughing Skull is actually my favorite. See, I like Red Brick Blonde, which I don't even know if they're making anymore. But the way they came up with Laughing Skull was is a mix between Red Brick Brown and Red Brick Blonde. That's well, actually they made how Laughing they... Skull first. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. No, they didn't. All right. You're talking to the guy who sold Red Brick for three years. Yeah, like they told you. Well... It's funny how I sold Red Brick Brown, Red Brick Blonde, and I was there when they launched Laughing Skull. Nice. After those two. Um, Yeah, so we'll come up. I think that's going to be something for early next year, (laughs) for the winter months. (laughs) Once football's over. Um, Should we do it for March Madness? That's a great idea. Because how many schools are going to be banned? (laughs) <laughs> well I think all the Adidas schools well no I don't think it's exclusive to Adidas that whole all right, so, so it well, is the original thing no there's 10 there's 10 people that were involved one guy was an ex Adidas former Nike I don't know I only saw the little bit that he was so work with everybody him. that's on the wiretaps are Adidas schools oh boy yes but is that Patino Yes. Oh boy. <laughs> Any so yes. Calipari. No. Clean. Well, in this instance. Well. <laughs> well, he's cleaned his image. Oh. He started dirty and where's, got clean. Where's he Coutinho at now? started clean and went dirty. Well. Didn't he get Memphis right. suspended? You know what? I'm just going to say this. I'm going to say this right now. College football and college basketball should follow the soccer model where you have your own youth organizations, you have your own you have your own schools which have schooling and other things. Oh, like an academy type set. Yes. Yes, you should. The, Euro- and, the European model. Yes. The NBA should totally have that. If you want to be part of us, then that. If you want to represent Georgia Tech at a basketball game, then you sign up to do an engineering class at Georgia Tech, and then you play a basketball game. Because I guarantee you, all the Georgia Tech kids are at least doing management with some business or with some. Yeah. And so, I'm not saying is it's not unfair. I'm not saying it's unfair. It's sad because collegiate athletics are great. You're representing your school. When I talk to the uh, my cycling kids, you're representing your school. You're taking time out of your week to put forth towards cycle training to represent your school. And I don't care if we get first or we get last. It doesn't matter in the least. You're talking to a former collegiate athlete. Well, you were asked to remove yourself if you didn't hit that kid one more time with that cast. <laughs> That's a whole different story. It was a weird situation. And I didn't hit him with my cast. I flipped him over. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to tell that story in the next podcast. So I played 
one year of Division One soccer at Niagara <laughs> University before I blew out my knee, and it was, to say the least, I walked onto that team, started, and it was one of <laughs> the worst and best experiences of my life. Um, oh, that's a, man. We're, these segues are they're perfect. We're tonight. doing good. We're right right into good. soccer. We're we're ready for Bill Simmons' Ringer podcast. All right, so um, Atlanta United. Let's. That, that's my next topic. I can't tell you. Oh my gosh! I cannot tell you how impressed and excited I am about Atlanta United and MLS soccer. And I didn't think those words would ever come out of my mouth. <laughs> well, not about... I, I, I've been on the Atlanta United bandwagon since the beginning. Yes, you But have. I never thought I would be excited about MLS soccer. Well, you know what's cool is they took a, a not a great situation with Bobby Dodd Stadium and they made it as best as they could. I'm and just, they, they realized what it would take to have a good experience in Bobby Dodd. And that's different than what they did in the new stadium. And it's it's great for once that you and I can agree we're both Atlanteans. Yes. I would consider myself an Atlantean. And we both support Atlanta United one billion percent. Yes. I would rather I would rather Atlanta United play Manchester U. Every game and lose by nine goals, and they'll still cheer for them. Yes, <laughs> and that's the one team that we have that about. The, and no I, matter how long you've lived here, the, and what's even funny is, prior to this season, I called myself either a Juventus fan or a Celtic fan, and if Atlanta United played them tomorrow, I would root for Atlanta United. I would too. I think the whole world does. I think Barcelona fans. I think. I mean, you fans. People like the makeup of this no, team. No, they just like the fact that one community has gotten behind soccer in the United States. 100%. And you know who's going to be the most pissed about it? Trump. All of South, Southern California. <laughs> Lawless. All those douchebags. No, I don't think Lawless will be upset about it. Oh, yes, he will. He will eventually. Will he call out the Wonder Kid? <laughs> um... So, Atlanta United, to this point, third in the East, one game in hand, third in points. I looked at the standings, not only third in the East, third overall, which could you have asked for a better opening season for an expansion soccer team? I think Bill Bradley has already said that Chicago Fire did better in 1998, so. Who? Bob Bradley? Bill Bradley? Bob Bradley. Former U.S. men's national coach? Well, Bill Bradley's the old senator from... So I might have misspoke. <laughs> Michael Bradley's father? Is that who you're talking about? The weird midfielder that like, does guy. great at sometimes and yeah. then just disappears at other times? 18 months. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. That guy. Bob Bradley. Bob Bradley. The guy who I said I would not watch another U.S. men's national game as long as he was the coach... And I think he only lasted two more months. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. But actually, Klinsman's end of his tenure was, was worse much, than Bradley's. Much worse. That was awful. Yes. I, I never thought we could stoop to such levels. Well, I think he just, with Bradley, he never really had the team. And Klinsman, the team just turned on him. Yeah, but you just have to win. Yes. 
I mean, it's really easy to keep your job as a coach. You play to win the game. <laughs> it always comes back to that. You play, you play to, win to win the game. game. <laughs> you do. And so, you know what? If you're not winning, I, I don't know any coach. I really, I really don't. I can't think of any coach in any level that likes to coach if he's not winning. And he would rather be removed and start again than to be a losing coach over and over again. Well, <laughs> losing is a disease <laughs> from the natural. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you get mad at me losing. Huh? You get mad at me with the natural. Why? Why would I get mad with you with the natural? It's a great movie. Because I call it Wonder Boy. Wonder Kid. Wonder Kid is that from the natural? No, Wonder Kid is <laughs> is Pulisic's nickname. Well, Wonder Wonder Boy is the bat, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's what he said. You know where that was filmed, right? The natural. Yes. Yes. Where? I thought it was Iowa. No, that's Field of Dreams. Oh. The natural. Yes. Was filmed in Buffalo, New York. Really? Yes. Must have been a short two weeks. War, War, War Memorial Stadium Dang. in Buffalo before they tore it down. That's an old. That's an old minor league baseball stadium in Buffalo. That stadium's awesome. Yes. My gym teacher was in that movie. You know the last home run he hits? At the end of the game, he hits that home when run. He hits in the lights. In the lights. There's a picture of an ice cream vendor in the crowd. That was my gym teacher. Mr. Lasachi. <laughs> really? Dead serious. Because he, he mouths the words, holy shit. <laughs> Dude, he did it awesome. Yep. So. It's a great movie. Oh, I've it's, seen. Well, here's, have so, you seen Vision Quest yet? No, I need to go. That's the wrestling one, right? With. Yes. Uh, what's Loud his name? Swing? What's the guy's name who's the main actor in that? Matthew. Matthew Modine? No, he's Loud and Swing. Oh, sorry. <laughs> My bad. I was just checking. Um, just, just making sure. I saw The Natural at the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York. The Natural is still a great movie today. It will With be the, a great well, movie. Well, it's timeless because of the time. The yeah. time of it. But so is Vision Quest. Sure. You haven't seen it. You don't know. Oh, I'll watch it tomorrow. I'll watch it Sunday because I've got nothing to do now. Really? You want to go to Psych Cross Race? Not really. <laughs> um, so Atlanta's got four games left. One game in hand. One on the road. I was, I, they go to New England, I think. The Revolution stink. I'm not worried. No, I thought they're like 15 and 7. Yeah, but they're not in the top three. I thought they were. No, it's uh, Toronto, New York City, and Toronto. New York City's the other one. They're like the Red Bulls. No. There's two. No, New York City Football Club, not the Re- the Red Bulls. Okay. The one with Pirlo from Ed Italy. I don't know. Uh, it's Pirlo. They've got two big international stars, Pirlo and one of the guys from Spain. I can't remember which one. But they're like in their second or third year as well, and they're good. They play in Yankee Stadium. Really? Or they, they were the they they, playing in Yankee Stadium. This is the first time I'm going to say this as a Atlanta resident. They don't play in a stadium near as good as ours. No, they don't. 
our stadium's awesome. Awesome. <laughs> and I'm just, uh, at this point, I'm just upset I didn't get to go see a game at Georgia I think Tech. you like the fact that I found you in your seats. That's great. Within three minutes of Jessica telling me what section you were in. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> all right, so Atlanta United, third place, four games left. Looks like they've clinched the play. I think they're in the for the playoffs. I don't think they can... I think maybe they might have to win one more game or tie a game. Are we talking about playoffs? Are we talking about <laughs> playoffs? We couldn't do really poo out there. We are. <laughs> we're, we're not, not talking, talking about, about playoffs. We're not talking about practice. We're not talking. We're not talking about practice. We're talking about playoffs. <laughs> playoffs. <laughs> we're not talking about playoffs. Either you win a championship. Man, these segues. You know these segues are coming together tonight. I don't know who did this. <laughs> Guess you win championships or you don't. Guess what starts next week? What? Major League Baseball playoffs. Oh, is it October? <laughs> yep. Where's Reggie Jackson? <laughs> Mr. October. Where's Mr. Where's the, October? Where's, where's Derek Dieter? Mr. November. <laughs> <laughs> they do go that late now. Yeah. Nice Jim Bean bottle. I think you left that here. <laughs> I think it. How did it get empty? <laughs> you were here one night. That's how it got empty. <laughs> you were watching football. <laughs> it was a good game. Um, I'll glance over this briefly. Yes, sir. We've got the Major League Baseball playoffs next week. Indians magic number is still zero, just in case you were wondering. And who are they going to have to play? It looks like they will play the winner of the playing game. Yankees. The Yankees still could win the AL East. I don't think that's possible, but. No, they're two and a half back of Boston. Boston. Boston is. Clinched in the playoffs, but hasn't clinched the division title yet. So, it'll be the winner of Boston or New York versus Minnesota. Actually, I really, I really love how thought out baseball is because the playing game actually makes you lose your best starter for the playing game, which gives the other team. A much larger advantage than you would think when you do that because you can get to the playoffs on the back of two people. Yeah, so think about this. So the Indians play the winner of that game. That means Kluber, their number one starter, goes up against that team's number two starter. Yes. And then Carrasco, our number two 1A starter, goes (laughs) against their number three starter. Which is great because... That's what competition is. If you don't win as many games in the regular season... You play to win the game. (laughs) You play to win the game. (laughs) You know the next comment. What? We knew who they were. (laughs) You put on your game face. What's a game face? (laughs) Uh, So we got the winner of... Whoever wins the AL East plays, I think, will play Houston. Very similar to hockey... The only time I watch baseball is during the playoffs because it's great. Because and it's and the cool for me the cool part about college football is when Miami and Florida State play on Labor Day Monday. That's the best those kids are going to play all year. Yeah. And you know what? I don't care if they win a national championship. They're collegiate athletes. And you know what? I love them playing on that Monday with so few weeks of practice, and they just play. They play to win the game. <laughs> to win the game. Play so, to, win to win the, the game. game. <laughs> it's so simple. They they don't get out coached. 
they don't get outmanned. They don't get any. They, there's no we're eight and four and we're one and eight. There's no. There isn't any of that. There's just there's there's fifty three people on the field and they all want to just play football today. Yeah. And they all have hopes and dreams or whatever. That's fine. But it's only one day and it's one game. Um, I think, you know, last year's playoffs for me was unbelievable. Well, you lost. But. You play. You play to win the game. But for me, going from not being a baseball fan anymore because my team was terrible and I hated baseball because of the steroid era and all the cheating. The Braves won 14 championships. The Braves are not my team, and I can't (laughs) stand them. I hope they go down in a plane crash. I really do. Hold on. We're not wishing any Marshall thing on them. I will. That's how much I hate the Braves. Damn. I hate them. You went to the stadium before me. (laughs) And I would live. And I'll never go back. And I live way closer. (laughs) And I'll never go back because it's a dump. No, it's a beautiful stadium. The food really? service sucks. <laughs> um, a huge dirt pile in front of the stadium on two eighty five. Is there? Yes. Really? Like literally, if if I drive from from Sandy Springs to there, I can see the stadium a little bit. But if when I'm coming back from the velodrome and I'm coming up two eighty five, there's this huge dirt pile. Really? It's awful. And you know what? They deserve every bit of it because the Atlanta Arthur Blank just totally outmaneuvered the Braves. All right, we talked about this. We talked about this at dinner. The Braves have to be the fourth best team in Atlanta now. I said third. I said fourth. I think the Hawks will draw better. You than You hate them. NBA basketball. I but I love the Hawks. They're a client, and I love them. <laughs> They're my second favorite team in Atlanta. I'll give respect to the Falcons. They're a great football team. Are we are we going to the Lightning game or not? Did you look at the Penguins Lightning schedule? It's easier yet? to get to Nashville. Yeah, but Tampa's home. I didn't look at it yet. Oh, you brought it up. Are we allowed to talk about hockey? Oh shit! <laughs> yes. <laughs> it does start next Wednesday. I did have a the regular season. I did have it written down. <laughs> well, I said we couldn't talk about it till then. Is Tortella still Tortorella? Still Tortella? Tortorella. Tortellini. He's not Tortelli. He's not related to Carla. <laughs> <laughs> Tortorella is still a head coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets. At least for Columbus. six. At least for six more months <laughs> till he loses the team. I love that guy. I love him and I hate him. Like me? Huh? Like me? I've never seen a guy so beloved by a team and then the following year just loses them. It happens. Yeah, but it consistently happens. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. How many Stanley Cups does he have? One. Rangers? Tampa. That's it? Yeah. I thought he, he got be- fired before the Tampa Cup. And no, Chuck? He no, he won that. He was or was Andrew Chuck? Andrew Chuck was on the team. Really? Who's the big star on the team? Was it the little Cavalier and uh, what's his name? Short guy. Vincent. Vincent Le Cavalier and St. Louis. Le Cavalier's not short. I was thinking of St. Louis. 
Well, Martin St. Louis is short. Yes. Yeah. Was those two? Was those two Anderchuk? I don't know if I can name another t- player on that team. Who's the goalie? He was hot. Hot as in dreamy, or <laughs> <laughs> I've never thought of his goalie as dreamy. I couldn't tell you. Except the there's this one time. Oh, it was the old? Was it the old dude? Yeah, it was the not Osgood. No, it wasn't him. He was only in Detroit. No, he was good other places. He got traded oh, he, a little bit. Osgood actually think played for the Flames for a while. And no, I think there. he was in Tampa for a little bit. No. Are you quizzing my NHL knowledge? I'm pretty sure Chris Osgood did not play for the Lightning. I couldn't tell you another player on that team. And the only reason I remember Andrew Chuck. I want to say Bishop, but I know that he's too ben young. Bishop, no, he's. He I know he's too young, away. but it's the same style of player from that generation that came up quick and just happened to stop, like more goals than Flurry ever did. Flurry has won the Stanley Cup three times, so I don't want to hear it. He wasn't in goal. He was in goal. Miller was. Miller. It was Miller, right? I can't remember the guy's name. Matt Murray. Murray. <laughs> <laughs> I thought for a second. I'll, wait, I don't remember. Miller, Matt, Murray. Matt Murray. Flurry's got three Stanley Cups and a gold medal. And one good save. It was on the other night. I made Jessica watch it. It was on. I go, honey, you got to watch this. It's great. She goes, that's an unbelievable save. I go, unfortunately, that's the only save he ever made to win a Stanley Cup. Incredible. Um, you got a prediction for the MLB playoffs? You got a winner, you think? No, I just like to watch the – I like to see the best in the teams. You know, I actually think the Cubs could probably win it again, and they could do it against Cleveland because they have the they have that confidence now. They're missing. <laughs> they're missing one piece. He's waving his finger at me now. No, they missing. He knows I'm right. No, they're really missing one piece. Yeah, but you only need someone to step up for 14 games. They're missing the closer guy. Because yeah, playing. but one guy can. Could make the difference, though. I'm not. Hey, I'm not discounting what you're saying. I totally agree with you. I know you they've do. got. That's the why you're waving your finger. But I really feel that they're not as good a team this year as they were last year, and it's just because of that. You don't one have player. to be a fantastic team to win a championship. Baltimore Ravens, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You could have the worst quarterback the ever. Atlanta Braves. <laughs> they have won fourteen division championships. In one World Series? I mean, when is that ever thought of as a, as a success? Susan Lucci? <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least you look good doing it. That's right. Um, do you want to go from baseball to football or baseball to hockey? Well, you know, it's not the regular season yet. You brought it up, though. We're allowed to talk about it. All right. What do you want to tell And we're less than a week away. All right. Which one would you rather go to? Well, let's do hockey first because football is more interesting. All right, I don't have a lot here. Thank God. Does Yager find a team? Yes. It looks like three teams are looking at him. Well, you know, it is. He's already gone back to Czechoslovakia, too. Who who plays first, Kaepernick 
or younger. 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 Without yeah. a doubt. <laughs> There's no doubt in my mind. At 45, Yager Yager gets another contract and plays one more NHL game before Kaepernick before plays an Kaepernick NFL game. Does. Unless Jim Harbaugh goes back to the NFL. I don't even think he takes him then. Yeah, you would. And you're still a whole season away. No one's going to sign Yager at 46 if he didn't play in the NHL at 45. True. But... But... But he does have, he have the Olympics in his It is an Olympic year, yeah. and he is eligible to play when he leaves the NHL. Can we have a short track speed skating party? Sure. Am I a condo? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Done. <laughs> I love the, You know I, I love the Winter Olympics. Yes. Curling, speed skating, ice hockey. Actually, bobsled, cycle, cycle cross should be in the Winter Olympics, but they're so afraid to add athletes in courses they won't. But it would be the right thing to do. If a couple more people get busted, they'll add it. I think we need to add the two-man reverse luge. Reverse luge. (laughs) (laughs) And we would be great at that. (laughs) Who's the top? (laughs) Uh, I think I would actually be the top. Huh? You'd be the steerer. I'm the lower center of gravity. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the steerer. (laughs) With your balls in my face. (laughs) Well, you would just drag things in the ice and get us to All right. Um, the NHL season, as far as I know, starts – well, for me, it starts Wednesday when we raise the banner. Um, Congratulations. It's been a hell of a summer celebrating. I know it's rough. Was, uh, the, cup, was the cup here in the house? Did I miss it? <laughs> I've got a cup at the office. That's awesome. I'll have to show it to you someday. Do you have white gloves to put it on with? <laughs> no. <laughs> you I, I can't tell that story on the air. <laughs> um, I was looking at the um, the gambling lines today for the NHL. Just to see. So well, that's fair. The lines were set for how many points. Well, you know me. I always like to take a bet out on my team. At the beginning of the season to say, hey, you know, unlike fantasy football, it's like, hey, I'd like to play Atlanta Falcons. I'd like to bet $10 Atlanta Falcons Super Bowl winner. There's nothing no, wrong with No that. spread. There's nothing no, wrong nothing. with that. Nothing. But it just gives you something to look forward to so if they win. I didn't look at the, st- the odds to win the Stanley Cup. I looked at the odds for over-under on points for the year. Wow. Vegas has eliminated six teams from the playoffs before the season even started. Oh, Jesus. Really? Well, I bet you can guess one of them. Phoenix? Well, that's not the one I thought you would guess, but yes, they are one of them. Well, they're awful. Yeah. I mean, they're an awful franchise, not necessarily awful. They did have a span after they fired Wayne Gretzky of going to the playoffs three years in a row. But has been a bit dry since then. Mm, doesn't everybody? I mean, so, it's not even the same franchise any longer, is though, is it? No, it's under. Well, they name, they right? told their best player, "You're not. We're not resigning you," and he retired for money wise. No, he's forty, and they didn't. They just thought it's time to go in a different direction. Even though the guy was, we could get him 50, 60 points. Wow. Um. All right, so there's six teams that Vegas has predicted not to get 80 points. Can you name another one? You, I'll give you error. I can't believe you said Arizona out of all of them. Well, they're the worst franchise. Like, like how business is run. I will cross them off. <laughs> <laughs> the other one, it should be obvious. 
It's an expansion year. On Las Vegas. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you probably don't watch enough hockey to know. I think Colorado's pretty bad right now. Bingo. That's three for you. Damn, I'm halfway there. <laughs> you're halfway there. The one you're not going to get, though. It's probably the Islanders. No, they were not on that list. Really? Uh, they were somewhere in the middle of the pack. For odds-wise? Yeah, I only wrote down the, the bottom six and the top six. Or one, two, three, four. Yeah, the top six. If you were to root for a hockey team from your youth, who would it be? The Red Wings. Cross them off. They Scotty have them Bowman under, sc- scoring under. How old is Scotty Bowman right now? Uh, Scotty Bowman is probably in his early 70s. Because uh, Stan and Nancy are my age. I went to school with Nancy. Okay. Eighth grade. I've been to Scotty Bowman's house in Buffalo. That's impressive. Before he won the Cup of he's Pittsburgh. A, he's a very impressive human being. As, I, a, as a coach of people. I would say he's... And as a, as a... As a person who likes to help others achieve their best, he is an amazing human being. I would say he's almost the Phil Jackson of hockey. I would rate him above Phil Jackson because I think Phil Jackson thinks of himself more than he thinks of his players. And I doubt that any player would say that Scotty Bowman ever thought of himself first. Probably. That's that's probably that's fair. I'm not going to disagree with that. <laughs> I, I, I'm a Scotty Bowman fan. He, he brought Pittsburgh their second Stanley Cup. And then he sure? won. Huh? Are you sure? Scotty Bowman was the head coach of the 1991-1992 Pittsburgh Penguins. Was he? He took he took over for. Um, Who is that guy? He died of brain cancer in the offseason. Mm. That's right. Lemuse years. Lemuse years. And Yager. And Tockett. And Francis. And Coffee. And Barrasso. Uh, and Murphy, and Trottier. Uh, Robotai was on after that. Those years, they were loaded with talent. Um, the other two teams that I'm going to guess that you won't get are New Jersey and Vancouver. Are they really? Yes. The Devils are that bad. Yes. Is Berdour real? He's he's in he's in middle <laughs> management with the Blues. <laughs> Is Berdour real? The best part is the Blues. So we mentioned Yager earlier. The Blues were one of the teams in the running to get Yammer Yager. Who's older, Yager or Berdour? Berdour is. No, he's not. Two years younger. At least two years younger. He might be like forty-two. Holy cow! All right. Can you name the top six teams that will all get over a hundred points according to Vegas? The first one ought to be very easy. Pittsburgh. Yes. The second one would be the team you root for now. Tampa. San Jose. No. Really? They lost. Is uh, it Anaheim that's better in the West? Anaheim is there. <laughs> I thought it was San Jose, but maybe it's San Anaheim. Jose lost uh, um, their second best player to Toronto. He signed with Toronto in the offseason. 
Should we, should we go to a Buffalo Sabres game? I have no problem going to a Sabres game because they're going to be good this year. February 28th. In Tampa? Yes. I'm not going to Tampa to see Buffalo. I'll bring you. I'll drive. <laughs> we can go in the dad. What's the day? The dad van. What's the day? February 20th. I can't. The baby will be here. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> it's got to be pre-February. It's got to be pre-Super Bowl weekend. <laughs> February 4th? Or it's the year? 6th. Well, I don't know. I think the Super Bowl's on the 2nd. Oh, is it? Yeah. That was a little early. Um, com- you got three more. Uh, Just think of who the best. Columbus? Nope. Which, oh, is it Nashville or Columbus that's better? Nashville went to the Stanley Cup. Columbus finished. Right, so Nashville. Columbus finished third in points, though, in the whole league. Right. Behind Washington and Pittsburgh. So I think it would be Nashville over Columbus. Nashville was the eighth seed. You forget Nashville was the eighth seed. Tortelli. No. Tortelli. Nick Tortelli. <laughs> Carla Tortelli's <laughs> wife. Husband. Dude, but name the actor. Oh. <laughs> He's super famous, too. <laughs> oh, he was in, you know what he was in? He was in The Night of the Rockstar. He was the yes. father. Yes. Oh. That's one hairy man. <laughs> if you're going to take your shirt off, take your sweater off. <laughs> I can't remember his name. I'm still looking up... Um, I'm still looking up a uh, lightning schedule. All right. The other teams are Washington, Edmonton. The Capitals? The Capitals had the best record in the league last year. Yeah, and they lost in what? The second round? <laughs> They've never gotten out of the second round. <laughs> Let's just put it in terms. Yes. Well, that's what I was saying. I knew it was at least. I didn't think it was the first. Not only that. <laughs> They've never gotten out past the Penguins in the playoffs, I don't think. In uh, Chicago. Washington, Edmonton, and Chicago. Did I say Edmonton? Chicago missed the playoffs last year. Chicago lost to, got swept in round one as the one seed to Nashville. <laughs> nice job. Dan Hedaya. What? Nick Tortelli, Dan Hedaya. Damn. Um, all right. Our final subject of the evening, the NFL. What, how do you feel? Well, why let, let's Peng- get to the field. Why would the Penguins game be so early? October 12th. Because there's... October 21st. Are the, both those games in Tampa? Yes. Because they scheduled them to go through Florida, and they're playing Miami. Tampa, then they go, Miami. they go to Pittsburgh November 25th. What do they get, four games or six? It'll be four or five. Mm-hmm. This is awful. But when they go to Florida, they typically play Tampa, Miami, Tampa. Yes. Or Tampa, Miami, Carolina. Right. But they fly to all the games anyway, so what's the matter? Right. Um, let's get to the feel-good story of the year. The New York Jets they only have, two have, games. have won a game. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Just add it on to my tab. There's a dollar. <laughs> I think you owe me more than that. Yes, I know. I owe you about four more. <laughs> I don't think you beat me. I have lost every bet I've made with you since we started the podcast. <laughs> every bet I have lost. Um, it's pretty amazing. 
How do you feel about the players taking the knee and why? I don't honestly. Does it bother? Do you care? My son's in the Air Force. Yes. If you think about taking a knee as not as disrespecting the armed forces, then screw you. If you take a knee, if you take a knee because you're trying to say that that police officers are have brutality, you know what? Okay. You know you want to you want to make a statement, you want to do your thing. All right, that's fine. If you if you want to say my boss sucks and I'm just tired of making this 1.5 million dollar minimum salary and whatever, then you know what? Take a knee. But if you take a knee as disrespectful armed forces, I got a problem with that. I, w- <laughs> I would agree with that. Now, I will tell you, I did see a story on Kaepernick over the weekend, and I don't know if you caught it or not. I don't remember where I saw it. Who cares? It. No, but no, but I want to... I, I mean, Colin Kaepernick is... There's a reason I'm bringing this up. Oh, I can't wait. Okay. So... Colin Kaepernick, the first year he protested, he just sat on the bench. And no one really noticed that he just sat on the bench during the end. Well, like everything in life, you know, things things have to get in the right boiler in order to be... Okay. So why did he start taking a knee? I don't know. I don't care. Mike, it's relevant to the situation. And I'm trying to explain it to you. One of his teammates, a former Army Ranger, said... It's a little bit disrespectful to sit down during the national anthem. It is not disrespectful to take a knee during. Yes, right. I agree. Th- with and that. he said, "There's a better way to get your message across." When one of our soldiers is fallen in the field, the army rangers take a knee as his remains are being removed. Maybe that's a better way to get your point across. That's a little bit different than what Colin's trying to. I'm just saying. <laughs> But that's the relevance to why it's being, or why it's gotten to the point it's at now. No, it's gotten this far because ESPN wanted it to, and other people want to talk about it. And you know what? If people want to talk, I have no issue at all if people want to talk about police brutality. Absolutely. You know, it needs to be talked about. If you feel like it needs to be talked about, yes, everyone needs to be held accountable. It doesn't matter whether you're a restaurant manager doesn't matter whether you're a bike shop manager. It doesn't matter. Everybody needs to be held accountable. That's society. If you're taking a knee, and this is the problem for the NFL players, because everyone that represents the armed forces, every time the NFL cuts away to some weird place and there's people in fatigues that, that don't get a chance to do anything else for that day besides eat grubby food and live in a sand dust Area and they don't even get to hear the national anthem, and they don't ever. get it ever, and they have to watch it. If you're taking a knee to disrespect both of those folks, then they have a problem. Yes, or and no, I no, agree with you more. no one, no one has ever said that they have a problem with the armed forces or no. or or anything like that. But if we go back to a Vietnam situation where people are spitting on soldiers and people people feel like I don't think that's that far off, Mike. I just don't. I don't think we're that far away well, from that happening again. Well, who knows? We don't know. But if you want to make a comment about some other stuff, you know, do what you got to do. You know what? 
it was pretty cool. Arizona Cardinals, Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys got together. They kneeled before the national anthem. They all stood in arm lock for the national anthem to show respect to this country. And you know what? If you have a problem with that, just yeah, yeah, you're over. I, I don't know. I don't know what. To, I don't know. I don't know what to do for you. It's the justification <laughs> of America. I don't know what to do for you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you have a problem with that, they kneeled. They stood. They stood for the national anthem. They you kneeled know what? before. They're the just playing a game. Yep. You know, and and if their business model allows them to make a certain amount of money, I'm sorry. This <laughs> is what it is. Hmm. Is the NFL going to be existed in 50 years? They don't know. <laughs> they don't know. They no, they no thought one, they knew. No one knows. No one knows. And so, you know what? You know, Arthur Blank just paid a whole bunch of money to build a stadium for two teams. And he's not really worried about the NFL because he has he has soccer. But he's also planning on doing 100 events a year in that stadium. Yes. And only... Only eight, and eight to some ten. Some of them happen on Sundays when the Chick Fil A will be closed. Don't start. <laughs> and of those hundred and ten, hundred events, only eight to ten of them are going to be profe- professional it, football. Yes, it, only, only. I mean, honestly, you're the most you could hope for is twelve home games. That's eleven. It. It's eleven home games. Th- that's almost impossible. Almost. It's like winning the Super Bowl <laughs> of 28 to 3. <laughs> Almost 99.9%. impossible. 99.9%. <laughs> um, what's but. the most disappointing story in professional football so far this season? The most disappointing story? Yeah. Well, what's maybe the most disappointing performance? Just how poor the football is. Is it the Bengals at 0-3? No, it's not. It's not. It's all the football. And when I turn on a game, it's, it's not it's, good football. It's bad. And you know what? It, and and the the both, players choose not sides. to. Uh, on yeah, both sides. The, the players choose not to practice. And this is what we've come to. Well, I think a lot of it stems from the stupid Thursday night game. That thing has to go away. You can't teams take can't away. Teams can't play on four days on three days rest. Well, I mean, Bill Simmons has a great. You know, if you want to add European games, go ahead. Put two bye weeks in. Take the rest week out of between the Super, the the championship games and the Super Bowl. Put two rest weeks in and get everyone the proper rest. But let's be honest, the football is bad. The teams aren't practicing. The coaches don't get to to talk to the players like they'd want to. The players don't get to practice like they should. If you're gonna put this, if you're gonna pay this amount of money to go, if, how much is Atlanta Falcons ticket in the in one hundred three where you guys sat? Two hundred one. Is it two hundred one dollars? No, we sat in two hundred one. You sat in two hundred one. How I, much is the NFL ticket for that? I would guess eighty eighty. You're crazy. You you're crazy if you think there's a ticket in Atlanta for under a hundred dollars. Really? You're crazy if you think there's a ticket in Atlanta for under two hundred dollars. You're nuts. So you can sit last in. row in the dome. Upper. Last row in the dome. Yes. 185. You know what I'd be ashamed about if I was a player? About how little I practice to get ready for those people to watch me play a football game. I'd be disappointed in the advertising that says you can own seats for five hundred dollars. 
They used to offer season tickets for ninety nine dollars when Arthur Blank first bought the team. That's because the team stunk. <laughs> well, at least we had dog fighters on. No, oh. <laughs> that was before you had dog fighters. Was, before. Oh, was that Jamal Anderson? It was that was Chris, what get, Chris, Chris Chandelier was and Jamal DUI, Anderson. Was that DUI and oh, was it? <laughs> he was in uh, Hot Moon Dogs. Is that the mm, name of it? Mm. What's the bar below the rock band? Uh, the rock Street Tavern. That's where he got caught. <laughs> That's where he got caught. I might have been there that night. Wow. Ocean Street might have been playing that night there. 98? No. no. Oh, that was the first time. I'm talking about the second time <laughs> in like 2010, 2011. Yes. yes. Uh, but, but you know what? Players don't get to practice. They made a lot of money. There's rules involved. And the football is really poor. I mean... I mean, it doesn't take a genius. It doesn't take a genius to watch a football game. Here's we watch. We watch the Packers and Falcons, and that was a great game. Both those teams no stepped way. up and played as hard as they could. The Packers played as hard as they could, and it wasn't enough. No, but the but both teams were like mm. the Falcons were, without a doubt, a full level ahead of the Packers. But that's always been that way. But Aaron Rodgers... Not, not always, but... No. The no, last three years. From the first time Michael Smith was coaching the Falcons and Aaron Rodgers came into the Dome and he beat the he beat the Falcons' defense on his own by running, scrambling, creating gifts, like doing, doing weird things. The Packers have always been had an ability yes. to beat the Falcons with less firepower. Like... Like they overachieved over Mike McCarthy's ability level. When they yeah they do that when the Super Bowl they do that all the time. They overachieve over over Mike McCarthy's coaching level. They overachieve all the time. They do yes. Their their players realize that their coach actually holds them back, and that there's sometimes (laughs) it's the same thing that Matt. Ryan, Ryan does with Sarkeesian when he's walking down the sideline and we're watching the game together and Sarkeesian's upset because Matt Ryan's like, no, we're running this. Like I told you, they hired Steve Sarkeesian. Matt Ryan walked in the office and said, here's the playbook. Here's the playbook. You better learn it. <laughs> well, but you know what? He's been – Mike Malarkey is doing great with the Titans and he has a system. Cotter is the is the head coach at Tampa Bay, and he has his system. He's been under Kyle Shanahan. I don't know one better to actually lead an NFL offense right now than Matt Ryan. Name one. The only other one is Brady, but... Does he want to coach? Nope. He makes too much money. He hangs out with Brazilian supermodels when no. he's not playing football. He doesn't hang out with them. He marries them. <laughs> He's, he, he hangs out with them when he's not playing football. Why would he do that? Yeah. They're, they're, I was telling a guy I worked with the other day that two years ago, Matt Ryan was a mid-level NFL quarterback. And in the last two years, he, to me, is... He's always been that way. He's Sometimes he's been undercoached. Sometimes he now, has under-physically played. Yes. Well, but... but like, we all realize when we get to our 30s and you know you're not going to have this ability much longer, you realize, like, like Tom Brady, like, hey, I'm going to give this every chance I have. No, but if you look at – I watched him play in college. I saw him play at several BC. games at BC. I was not that impressed. But I think he was playing on a different level with the guys he was playing with 
and they couldn't make up the ground for him, and that's why he might have looked as ineffective or True. less effective there. Look, but the scouts obviously parents, saw what I didn't my see. My parents used to buy Tampa Bay season tickets. And I've been to Steve Young's games in Tampa Bay when he was trying to get off the team. And I've seen that guy throw immediately to a free safety. So every second that Steve Young gets on a television and talks about quarterbacking, I want to punch him in the face. Because you know why? Because my parents bought tickets to go see a game where he didn't give up about. And now you're going to tell me something about that? And I got I to gotta give Randy Moss credit because I... I really didn't like him a whole lot his entire career. He is a great commentator. He speaks from the heart. He talks about what he wants to talk about, and he does what he wants to do. So, Rand, you you go, man. Watch Tony Romo. I ain't got time for that. It's awesome. It's like the year that Urban Meyer left Florida and went to ESPN. Does he work with Jim Nance? He does. Jim Nance tells him what to do. (laughs) No. He sees the play and calls it. The year that Urban Meyer didn't coach college football between yes. Ohio State and Florida, yes. he was he was doing I remember. third guy I remember. in the booth. And they'd see a play line up, and he goes, oh, there's the play. Watch the guy in the corner. He's getting the fade route. It was awesome. Tony Romo's doing the same thing. It's amazing. Yeah, but he only has one or two years of that. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Yes. But it's it's entertaining. Uh, so I don't watch CBS a lot because Green Bay typically doesn't play on. Well, CBS. I don't get CBS on direct. I'd rather now. I would rather so. watch CBS than Fox any day of the week because I can't stand listening to Joe Buck. Well, I'm sorry you're a Packers fan because you get Joe Buck. I can't stand Jim Nance. But you don't get Jim Nance. No, I have to deal with him with golf. <laughs> I like to watch golf. Did do what most people do. Fall asleep. <laughs> no. I like to watch golf. Okay. You don't get Vern for golf anymore? Did he fully retire? <laughs> I think he did. I get stuck with Jim Nance and Nick Faldo. I think he's doing two or three football games, and that's it this year. Really? I think he's doing, like, playoff games. How old is he? Fern was awful. <laughs> the best was watching football, Drew and Fern. I got just got handed a note. Fern <laughs> would say that on the air. <laughs> That's um, awesome. I mean, you should be real. Yeah. The guy, can't, be. the guy can't see the game. No. He cannot see the game. No. Um, what are you most impressed with this year with the NFL? Anything? To me, it comes down to two stories. Kansas City. Yeah, Andy Reid had lost some weight. <laughs> Not talking about Andy Reid's Andy Reed's weight. <laughs> We're going to go Mike Holgram, Andy Reid, Charity Way Off on the podcast. You're going to get Andy Reid and Mike Holmgren on the podcast. No, just weigh in. <laughs> and we can act like we actually talked about it. So i got to start working on my impressions? Yes. Who do I get to be? Mike Holgram. Okay. <laughs> and that means I get to be Andy Reid. Uh, um, well, we got Brett Favre. Uh, I hate so, leaving Philadelphia like this. There's but. two. There's two real stories that. Well, I mean, one's not really much of a surprise. I what are we going to talk about Ezekiel Elliott's no suspension? No, we're not going to talk about that. Why would you be impressed with that? No, we're now we're going to talk about it. I mean, it's not even worth talking about. No, I think the two. Are we going to talk about the the Carolina Panthers? Aren't they 0 three? Oh, I meant to say this while you're talking. You know how bad the football is. 
The Jaguars scored 44 points on Sunday morning. Against who? Baltimore. The Ravens? I Damn. think. How early was that game? It was in London. It was like 9.30. Damn. The gamblers must 44 How points. early do you have to get wake up in Vegas to bet on that game? You bet on it Saturday night when you're watching the Oregon game. <laughs> yeah, but... I mean, you can't the place last, a bet. Last two Saturdays, or you can't. Place at you cannot place a bet and not wake up to watch the game. Remember all it. those douchebags. Remember it. all those douchebags that made us stay up, uh, stay there Saturday for the Hawaii game and try to make uh, all their money. We started back? at twelve, <laughs> dude. Stay at We have to close at two. Get out. Go home and watch it. There were a couple times that Drew and I would bet on that late night that Hawaii game. Oh. <laughs> It's brutal because it's like it doesn't end till four. It is late. Yes. So I'm most impressed with KC. I'm most impressed with obviously with Atlanta. I wasn't. I expected they got they got lucky against. I got. I expected they played better than Chicago. And so they knew what they needed to do to win that game, and they did it. Well, yes. Well, Chicago brought them down to their level. Yes. And and. Like and you said, know what? I think they played a very. Uh, they were ready. They were Chicago, ready. Chicago they played was a very. Ready. They didn't want to show anything to Green Bay. Yes. So they they played or anyone. Anyway, yeah, for that matter. Yeah. Um, but they knew it was a winnable game, and they didn't have to do a lot to win that game. They're willing to lose the Chicago game. They were willing to lose the Lions game. They were really willing to go to the break. Uh, the, Lions, the Lions look quite good. They are good. You would know. You're a Lions fan. <laughs> you can call me whatever you want. You know, Golden Tate's father tried to drop, drop some bicycles off to me at Atlanta Cycling. Really? I will not speak to that man Why? ever again. He's a Golden Domer. No, because he explained to me who his son was. Oh. And then was unwilling to drop the bicycles off where I asked him to. So I carried them across a road to get them to where they needed to be. And you know how I feel about this. Yes. It, Can't follow directions. Care. Don't bother. Well, don't bother. You know, why are you a delivery guy? And why are you telling me that your son's somebody somebody in the NFL? I don't But Pardon me. Um, so, the main, my main thing about football is how bad it is. Yeah. Uh, I wonder why the ratings are down. It's because the football's bad. <laughs> the bad. football is horrendous. It's horrendous. Last week, there were eight upsets. I mean, when I walked into Taco Mac to watch the end of the Falcons game, because I didn't know if I could get the Falcons game on DirecTV now with Fox, I was worried. So I stopped into Taco Mac on my way home from the Velodrome. And when I got in there, the Steelers were finishing up against the Bears. Yeah, they lost to the Bears. Yes. And so I looked over the Steelers game, and it was awful. I mean, how many years has Mike Tomlin been there? I watched that game. It was pretty bad. It was bad. I mean, it was poorly played football. So, how do I feel about any business that wants to get better? You improve the product. It doesn't matter how you market it. It doesn't matter how you how you brand it. It doesn't matter what tents or feathers or whatever you want to do with something. If you want to get better, if you want to sell to more people, if you want to draw more people in, you make your product better. And unfortunately, the owners and the players need to come together, which they will, because that's good for business, and they're going to have to decide, you know what? We need to practice more. (laughs) We need to be ready to play these games. We don't need to play preseason games. I don't care what it takes. There's 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 a lot of little things that could change. 
The, if they know, stop college, worrying about college money, college football doesn't play preseason games. Nope. They don't. They well, don't do any. Unless you're in the Southeast Conference and then you schedule a cupcake week <laughs> one and week two. Well, they don't do that anymore. Yes, they do. No, the money's so big in Jerry World and in the Dome that they don't do that anymore. Who did Georgia play week two? That was early. But that's basically that's what they do. You ready? Georgia Tech, Georgia winner. Uh, Georgia. Ed Tech. Georgia. You sure? Georgia Tech's the usual. Done. I'd I hate always that. bet against Kirby Smart. They will that, guy's a, that guy's a loser. Guess what? <laughs> I'm not really worried about that game because they'll lose two before it. <laughs> Doesn't matter. So they I'm might lose this game. weekend, Tennessee. Tennessee's tough. Mm, neither team has a quarterback. Don't make me spur you. Neither team has a quarterback. Doesn't matter. It does. There are 28 amazing kids on those fields that are some of the best. 28? Yes. 28? 28. Do they play 14 aside now? No. I'm guessing off you of... You're adding the I'm, in I'm using Steve Spurrier's, <laughs> Steve Spurrier's mathematics okay. to understand how many All-Americans from high school are on the field at any one That time. was high school. Yeah. It's not college. It still happens. We're talking about practice. No, we're not. <laughs> they don't practice. You play to win the game. The game. All right. Um... You got anything else you want to talk about? Hello? What? You got anything else you want to talk about? No, I'm good. All right. Uh, that is it for episode 17. Oh, um, can we record next Friday? Negative. I'll be in San Antonio for the right. So there's. we're going to go three weeks without an episode. Oh, you out? Maggie's wedding's in California. Oh, cool. The weekend after. Congratulations. Or we'll have to do it. But you do it on a Wednesday or a... Because track's over. Okay. So... All right. So we'll come up with another time to do an episode in the next week, um, week and a half before I leave, and we'll get that posted up. Um, follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Um, Barman and Bevo Podcast on Facebook. I think Twitter were Barman, the letter N, Bevo, Pod. Oh, shit. At Barman and Bevo Pod. We forgot this cop pet we did forget about Scott Patton. <laughs> he even mentioned it yesterday on Facebook. Oh, he's going to be upset that he's got to listen to 130 oh, hour, hour minutes. Um, hey, donate to Scott Patton's uh, Please. Tour de Pink. Please help Scott. ScottPatton.com or go find him on Facebook. Um, Scott, I wish I could Scott. say no one wore pink better, but I really can't. Ralphie did. Oh, the jumpsuit. I've got, Was it a bunny? I've got a full. I've got one in the closet. Oh, don't Ooh, ever wear. It. I'll wear it to the next podcast. Don't ever wear. It. Um, follow us on Twitter at underscore Coach Barman uh, at Bevo. I don't know why he's underscore at Bevo eight seven seven one because at Coach Barman was taken apparently. <laughs> I'm famous. Uh, you're going to be famous. <laughs> uh, We're going to get a Bill Simmons podcast. Subscribe on Podbean. Subscribe on iTunes. Download us on our website. I believe the website is barmanandbevo.podbean.com. And we will get this episode up. I'll have it up tomorrow. I'm watching football. I'll be able to edit it and post it and get it up then. When's Notre Dame playing? Five o'clock. Who? Miami of Ohio. 
Is that a game? Ben Roethlisberger went there. Because <laughs> he couldn't get into Marshall? Why would he go to Marshall? West Virginia? He's not from Pittsburgh. I don't even know where he's from. Because Randy Moss did. They would have gone around this. Now, Randy Moss would have been around a little bit before him. Well, yeah, he's from Randy. <laughs> I think Randy Moss got kicked out of no. Miami. No. He was supposed to go to Florida State. Great. Watch the, 30, watch the 30 for 30. Okay. No, it's on ESPN. Yes. No, I'm not watching ESPN. No, no it's on the 30 for 30. That's a totally different... What channels 30 for 30 come on? Eventually, when ESPN starts <laughs> to die, 30 for 30 will be actually spun off of... That's fine. I'll watch it then. ESPN. <laughs> it's pretty incredible. Okay. So Randy they're Moss... All, they're all good, so... Yes. I mean, not, not Randy Moss good. was supposed to go to Florida State... And unfortunately, Coach Bowden had to call when he got some charges yeah. pressed against him from a. It's actually like a lunchroom brawl. Oh boy! Yeah. All right. Well, um, that's it for episode seventeen. Um, what time are we on? One hour thirty three minutes. Dang. It's a long one. Shouldn't drink. We shouldn't have drank so much. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's it for episode 17. Thanks for listening. Email us comments, questions, concerns. Wing. Wing, wing, wing tournament coming soon. Brewery tournament coming soon. Should you do them both at the same time? No. That's too much. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely too much. But we got to get it done before before uh, Baby Vendor. We've got time. We've got time. I don't think so. We've got time. How we can knock out... We can, How can we hit in one week? We could hit two in a day, I think. What about arches? Who? Arches. What's arches? It's good. Okay. They play with the water before they do the beer. I've never even heard of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Chemist. Sounds good. <laughs> All right, so that's it for episode 17. Uh, we'll be back here in the next week, week and a half, with a new episode for you. Thanks for listening. Just a good old boy, never meaning no harm. Beats all you never saw, been in trouble with the law since the day they was born. Straightening the curves, yeah. flattening the hills. Someday the mountain might get them, but the law never will. Making their way. Ah.